0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we jump and press up to stab. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going?
1: Patrick, it is so good to be here. Listeners, it's so good to be here with you. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, man, yeah, it just feels really good to be here.
0: You feeling like some, like, warm fuzzies? Look, here's what's going on. My one of my neighbors is either like got a fire in the fireplace, or they're like cooking s'mores or something. We are getting some like very gentle like smoke scents coming up to the to the apartment. It's amazing. Here. Yeah, it feels it feels great. I feel like we should be uh, under like a cozy blanket. Uh huh. And we should be in a, a reclining chair, and we should have a mug of of hot cocoa. Yeah,
1: it feels all kinds of weird because it's like. 70 it was like almost 80 degrees here today uh-huh uh it's early in the year mm-hmm. but it feels like fall a little bit because of like this fire going on right but i love all of those elements independently
0: also we're recording this well in advance of or we're actually putting it out so we're all kinds of messed up um but uh, what, are, what are we doing here today mark we're kicking off our first ever retro month it's a whole month of Thursday episodes that are about retro games, um, but we are, we're being more specific even than retro.
1: That's right. We are talking about weird sequels. Yeah,
0: sequels that take, took a look at the original and said, I can do something way different than that. Is it better? I don't know. It's definitely different. It's definitely different. So today we are talking about Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, which couldn't be much more different from the original Zelda if it tried. Um, We've probably been talking to you about this already uh, in episodes leading up to this, but the remainder of our schedule for this month is as follows. Um, Next Thursday on the 14th, we are going to be talking about Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins on the Game Boy, which is available for anyone that has a uh, a 3DS, you can play it. There from the Virtual Console. Um, and then on the 21st, we're playing Star Tropics 2, uh more commonly known as Zoda's Revenge. This one's hard to get. This one is hard to get because here's where you can get it. You can get it on the Wii eShop. <laughs> I mean, you could have if you had already done so.
1: <laughs> right. On January 30th. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that the eShop, the Wii eShop gone become completely defunct.
0: That's right. So. Uh, so I still have it downloaded on my Wii U, so that's where we're going to play that. Um, if you've never played it and want to, you know, tag along, you know, check out some clips on YouTube or something. Uh, and then on the 28th, we are going to be playing Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, which is uh, on the 3DS or the Wii U uh, virtual console. Originally came out on the NES. Um, so these are all, that, that's what we're doing this month. But before we get into actually talking about Zelda 2, my copy of Sonic Forces.
1: It's basically a retro game at this point.
0: It's basically a retro game, and it is a weird sequel. Checking all the boxes. Mm-hmm. If you would like to borrow it, and I know you would, you should email us with your physical human mailing address where you reside sometimes. Or a P.O. Box, I don't really care. <laughs> uh, send that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com, and we will send that to you. You get an envelope that has the postage back to us. It costs you what? Nothing. Nothing. And then you get to play Sonic Forces and participate. Which will
1: only cost you your dignity.
0: Right. And maybe a little sliver of your soul. All right, Mark, we've got uh, a Zelda 2 to talk about. So I vote, let's do it. I I second that. Thank you. And and the the motion uh, will now go to the floor for for a vote. All the ayes. Aye. All the nays. All abstaining. Motion passes.
1: Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. What a weird one.
0: Uh, yeah, so this is a game that I played a ton growing up. Like, I would say that for me, this was the Zelda game that I knew best first. Um, and not, like, I, don't, I didn't come to the original Zelda until many years after. Um, what is your experience with this game this uh, is, growing up?
1: This is probably the main Zelda title that I know least. For yeah. sure. Like, um, I, I never played it growing up. I think the first time I played it was uh, maybe when I was, like, 19, um, and my friend had an NES, and we bought this from, like, an old game shop, yeah, just like, the cartridge, and played it for a tiny bit. But it was so different from what I was expecting and so challenging uh-huh. that didn't really play it at all. Tried it again a little bit when the NES Classic Edition came out. Again, just found it almost impenetrable. Um, so no, this is by far the most I've ever played or seen of this game.
0: So the 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 game is like you you said it's it's impenetrable, and it it basically is right. Like the only reason we were able to get through as much of it today as we did, and by the way, this we we sat down and in in one sitting uh, got basically to the final palace. Um, and at, at that point, because the final palace is a, a nightmare. Just getting labyrinth. to it seemed awful. Yeah. Um, that, that we were like, okay, that's enough. And we checked out the ending on YouTube. I have beaten the game before um, many years ago. And uh,
1: I feel fine having never done
0: it. That's right. And you feel like you're probably still an expert on the game, even <laughs> though. <laughs> Whatever. We're not expressing expertise here. We are just expressing our experience um, with the game. But uh, I... I also uh played through it when or you know, tried to play through it when the uh NES classic came out. Um and we had reloaded uh, an old save state that that I had uh just to see where I was. And it looks like I was at the end of the uh Pen Ultimate uh Palace. So basically exactly where we got um tonight. Uh and so I guess I re- in recent memory, haven't beaten it. But I do know, I do have a memory of playing it one night in college that I was like working the the front desk of in my dorm and uh, stayed up very late. uh, Like my shift had ended. It was supposed to be from nine until midnight. And I stayed at the desk until like two o'clock in the morning because there was an NES uh, hooked up that had Zelda two. And I beat, beat Zelda two that night um and it, i remember just feeling so heroic and awesome um cuz the game is too hard the game is re- the game is uh, i was
1: surprised at how challenging it is it, it reminded me a little bit of the lost levels or super mario brothers 2 yeah where uh the idea behind it as far as i understand it is that they were like hey you've beat super mario brothers so now we assume you're at that base level right. of skill and so we can just go on from there and that's kind of feels how Zelda 2 was developed. Oh, geez. Where, like, it's out I, the I, gate hmm. is, I feel like, much, like, at the same difficulty as the end of the
0: original Legend of Zelda. Except it, it feels like it's... I would agree, it, it just like, if we were somehow able to just quantify uh, difficulty, that it is... That the beginning of Zelda 2 is as difficult as the end of Zelda 1. But they are difficult in totally different ways. Like, the... The original Zelda is really just, as far as, like, combat is concerned, is just about, like, positioning yourself on the map and, like, you know, if you can dodge around, you're probably in pretty good shape. But in this one, there's so much of the, like, stabbing and ducking and jumping and, like, how you block with your shield and, like, strategically using magic at times when you're like, okay, I'm going to fight a bunch of uh, Dark Nuts here. I should really uh, throw on a shield or whatever. that there's, there's so much to this that's so difficult um, that, like, I don't know, it, it, it feels almost incomparable to the original Zelda for, for me.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see how there is very little, like, connective tissue. Yeah. Other than it stars somebody named Link and you are... And he uses a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're, like, re- like, Ganon is a presence, but he's not really a threat outside of when you die his minions use your blood to bring him back to life
0: should we talk about the story here because you just said something that's insane you said (laughs) when you die when link dies ganon's minions use link's blood to bring ganon back to life that's how ganon comes back to life in this game, and
1: that's ganon's only threat to this world at this point
0: is that he'll be back
1: right and point of order yeah doesn't that just mean that it's inevitable then like because Link will die someday, uh-huh. or mm. does it have to be one of Ganon's minions that ends his life in order for Ganon to be back? That of course is not true because in Zelda Two we see him fall into a pit.
0: Yeah, that's true. And Ganon's back. So the the implication is that like Ganon's minions are like repelling down the pit so they can re- retrieve Link's remains. <laughs> that's very Dark Souls though, in that like no matter what you do, yeah.
1: you know, like it, oh, this is all just a cycle. Yep. And Ganon's going to be back no matter what. It's just a matter of time. It's
0: always going to be back. Which is uh, has, has proven to be true for Hyrule. <laughs> Poor Hyrule.
1: They cannot catch a break. Everybody seems fine in this one, right? Like, it's not really post-apocalyptic. Like, yeah, it's okay, there's on the roads, but yeah. when is it not in, like, a medieval society?
0: But there's also one town that has been totally decimated by ghosts and monsters, and they've retreated into the woods where they've, like, built their hidden town into the forest true of any time that is it
1: <laughs> i i think there's a number of reasons why this game is so different from the first zelda and really like any zelda that comes after this mm-hmm. that it's not it's not directed by the same team that made the original legend of zelda uh-huh. shigeru miyamoto is just a producer on this one it came out only one
0: year after the original Legend of Zelda launched. So less. the uh, Just barely less. <laughs> uh, the original Legend of Zelda came out in uh, February of 86. Is that what we said? And then the sequel comes out in January of 87. Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. So like 11 months between the release of these games, which is... Uh, Tight crazy. turnaround, yeah. It's a tight turnaround.
1: Uh, so this this game was directed by Tadashi Sugiyama and Yoichi Yamada, uh, and the composer. This wasn't composed by uh, Koji Kondo, was Akito Nakatsuka. So uh, it has definitely like a different vibe, yeah, than totally. the original Legend of Zelda. Uh,
0: and you know, we were talking that like there are very few pieces of like uh the music that have sort of like carried forward into like what Zelda is now um and really uh, just a lot of the uh aspects of this game um aren't really what we associate with Zelda uh, going forward um but like the uh, music specifically we we're talking about the uh the dungeon music that w- uh, is in Smash Brothers um that like we do hear um in-, in the future but not really in the series itself um and it's pro- that's probably the best piece of music in there right
1: yeah i agree uh, and the rest of it's not bad, but it definitely doesn't have the same hook, which I actually kind of feel like is fair of the entire game. This is not a bad game by any stretch.
0: Yeah, it is a difficult game and probably uh, overly so. And there are just like a couple things that they could do to really just like quality of life things. Um, Like when I die in a palace, when I lose all of my lives, let me start back at the palace. Don't send me all the way back to the temple, like in the middle of the at the beginning of the game map. It's too far. It is,
1: especially in those later uh dungeons in which in order to get back you have to
0: go through certain screens every time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then those are also just like weird little damage sinks too where like okay, you're going to try you're going to try to storm the the final palace, but you know, you get to get through all of these horrible uh, obstacles first. Let's, before we talk about like the specific mechanics of yes. the game
1: that kind of make it unique from The Legend of Zelda, let us talk about the plot that we briefly yes Um, touched on when we brought up Ganon being back
0: uh so so do you have the uh the plot as expressed in the instruction manual in in front of you no I don't oh because you you had read it I I have oh I
1: I have the Wikipedia oh please but I don't have the okay uh uh, I feel like I shouldn't read the entire thing because it is involved (laughs) so maybe we can just do some of the highlights okay okay so it's a direct sequel to the original Legend of Zelda uh Link is now sixteen years old, and he notices that he has a strange mark on the back of his left hand, exactly like the crest of Hyrule. Now,
0: this is when normally we see Link; he's got like a Triforce on the back of his hand, right? Is that
1: true? See that? Uh, that very well could be true. I don't remember that. Okay, all right. Um, uh, so he seeks out Impa, who takes him to the North Castle, where a door has been magically sealed for generations. Uh, he holds his hand up to the door; it opens it. And there's a sleeping maiden behind it. Impa's like, that's not, it's Zelda, but not Zelda? It's not Zelda from the first game. Let me tell you why. Uh, She's the princess of Hyrule from long ago. And the origin, this is the origin of the Legend of Zelda.
0: Okay, so is this the Zelda, wait, the origin of the Legend of Zelda? So is this the Zelda from Skyward Sword?
1: Uh, oh man! I timeline stuff. Do we even want to try to get into that?
0: Hold on. I think it might be because if if that's the you you keep going. I'm gonna look something up while while you're uh, while you're reading. There.
1: Okay, so this Zelda has been sleeping for a really long time because her brother tried to force her to tell the secrets of the Triforce to him after their father died. Zelda was like, "No," and so the prince had a friend who was a wizard, and try, and he's like, gets real mad about it because he wants to know the secrets of the Triforce.
0: So he tries. The brother or the wizard wants to know. The wi-
1: uh, I guess both. Okay. Um, but like the wizard is there and is like, "I can't believe you won't say it," and so uh, he tries to attack her with a spell, and that spell, um, makes her fall asleep, but he can't control. The magic, and so he... Oh, that, that's
0: sleepy magic. That, so... <laughs> is some, that is some powerful magic. So
1: the wizard dies by it. Okay. Zelda's asleep. The wizard dies. The prince feels real bad and is not able to reverse the spell. And so he puts his sister in this castle, hoping that someday she'll be able to be awakened. And he decrees that all princesses born to the royal family from that point forward will be named Zelda.
0: Okay. So, I guess it doesn't conclusively mean that the Zelda in Skyward Sword, which is the earliest uh, Zelda game in the timeline, that that is the original Zelda. This could be a Zelda that predates even Skyward Sword Zelda. Yeah,
1: potentially. Or, I mean, I guess she could theoretically come after. Like, Zelda could be a uh, family name. So, this could be, like, Zelda the third, and then. Mm-hmm. But there were, like, other princesses that weren't named Zelda in between. And then, at some point,
0: sure, another's uh, sure I, I I get what you're saying, all right, so, so we don't have any information about know, where yeah. about but which that's true Zelda of the design is. timeline in general, right? <laughs> take your best guess
1: um so Impa's like, oh, the mark on your hand means that you're the one who's supposed to wake up, Zelda, and she gives link these six crystals, and he has to go to six different palaces to destroy
0: destroy uh, these palaces are th- are they like? I don't understand what the palaces are, because like what Link is doing is he's going to each palace, he is finding one treasure and one boss, and killing the boss and inserting the gem into like a big obelisk uh-huh. at the end, and then it turns the the whole thing just into like a, a a rubble, right, or like into a mountain or something. Yeah. So what is he doing?
1: Like what? I guess well, maybe. What's the deal with these palaces? I, is what maybe, I'm I guess they're evil or something because once he puts the gem in they get destroyed and then once they're all destroyed the great palace is opened up and inside the great palace is the triforce of courage um and then once it says only the power of the combined triforces can awaken zelda anyways while all this is going on ganon's followers still upset that ganon is dead are trying to kill link
0: and it's like get over it guys (laughs)
1: Come on. Trying to kill Link, uses blood, scattered <laughs> over Ganon's ashes. Ganon comes back. So it's like, these are two, it, this is, it's very confused because- It's a very confused. Because like the, uh, the enemies that are in the palace, uh-huh. are they Ganon's minions? Like they're just, they're totally unrelated to your quest because there are no bad guys in this story other than Ganon.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and Ganon's minions that want to use your blood to resurrect Ganon. But they're
1: so tangential to uh, the story of Zelda being accidentally hit or like asleep, right, right, and her right. brother being like, "I'm so sorry," and so I'm going to uh, steal you away
0: until. Yeah, there are kind of three stories here. You're right. There's. <laughs> There's uh, the, the story of a sleeping Zelda uh-huh. and a uh, regretful brother who unfortunately befriended a wizard at some point. Hot tip for everyone. Don't befriend wizards. They're not worth it. Or at least like a wizard who can keep us cool. I mean, look, if you can use your wizard connections to like have a nice evening at the Magic Castle... Do it. It's great. It's expensive, but it's worth it.
1: Hey, economy of characters. Let's just make the brother the wizard.
0: Absolutely. We've never known a Zelda brother before. Why is he not just a wizard? Then you don't need to kill someone by casting a magic spell. Like, have the the
1: brother put Zelda to sleep Uh and then be like, oh, wait, that was a terrible, terrible thing to do. I have remorse. Instead of like, I have remorse for my weird
0: wizard friend yeah. accidentally doing this? Or what if the brother in uh, trying to cast this spell uh, ends up putting both Zelda and himself to sleep Perfect. and he wakes up and he's trying to kill Link Okay, to bring Ganon back? I'm confusing things further. Because <laughs> again, these stories don't really connect. I mean, why even have Ganon at this point?
1: Ganon, not necessary.
0: Yeah, great point.
1: I mean, maybe the brother never like was remorseful. Maybe he... Is, uh, and he dies like an angry wizard and like puts a curse on everything so Zelda can't wake up. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are bad guys ch- chasing you.
0: Look, the story needs revision. Mark and I are not, we're not we there. We never wrapped yet. our minds around we it. We haven't wrapped yet. It's, it's a but lot. We'll get there. It's a lot. And th- I love that Link is going around, uh, just. D- just destroying buildings. Like, yeah. That's, that's what he's about in this game. Well, I mean,
1: game. I guess if they're evil dungeons, again, none of this makes sense. And the thing is, it doesn't need to make sense. Absolutely. But there's a ton of backstory here. Right. That I would like to at least be able to like see where it was all mm-hmm, fitting mm-hmm. together, even if I can't really like grasp the big picture.
0: Uh, so by the end of the game, Link is battling a shadow version of himself. Which is cool. Which is cool. Uh, not really... Explored or explained, unless do you think that is the ghost of Zelda's brother <laughs> who
1: was Link's shadow all along? Sure, mm, I kind of like that. I like that too that he's like following along. I like that Dark Link, like Shadow Link, is maybe the one vestige of Zelda 2 that has yeah, that, that like gets carried forward. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, because otherwise, like, you see enemy types in this game that we don't really ever see again. Um, I do think it's interesting that, or, like, there, here are some boots that, like, let you walk on water. Like, I guess there are sort of the, like, little hover boots in, like, Ocarina or, like, the iron boots that let you, like, walk on the bottom of, of the lake. But, like, you don't really see that kind of thing again. The raft, um, that's an item from the original Zelda that makes an appearance here. And then, like, no more, right? Uh, maybe there's a, uh, but that's not an item. I was going to say the raft in Link's Awakening. Um, but that's like a a ride that's like a special event that you do. Anyway, <laughs> that there are items and stuff in this game that uh do not show up again in in future installments.
1: Yeah, and th- I mean the the basic um like bones of this game mm-hmm. were a crazy experiment from what was in Legend of Zelda, which was a straightforward just like action game. This game is like really leans heavily into the RPG elements.
0: Yeah, and not that you really get a lot of control over, like, how Link levels up. Every time you uh, hit, uh, hit like, a new, um, you know, barrier of experience points, uh, it brings up the, the three attributes that can be upgraded. Uh, attack, magic, and health. And just, like, whichever one is next is what it defaults to. So, like, they all have different values. Um, and you can either do the one that's next or cancel it. And... When you cancel, I guess it just keeps adding to your total until you can uh, like choose which one. But it's always like just upgrade the one that that's next, right?
1: Right. I mean, I guess you don't you don't have to, but it definitely makes for a very balanced character if you just follow along with that.
0: Yeah. Well, and in uh, you know where we had gotten to, we had basically maxed out Link, and we didn't really do any grinding except for like right at the beginning, just to make sure we were a little bit stronger. Uh, going into, like, the initial challenges.
1: I wonder if, and this is pure speculation on my part, mm-hmm. that part of the reason that the RPG elements became, um, like, more of the game. Because mm-hmm. it is very much still an action game. Yeah. Uh, is the popularity uh, in Japan of titles like Dragon Quest, which the first one came out in May of 1986. So, after the original Legend of Zelda, like oh, during the development yeah. of Zelda 2, like I just don't, maybe like RPGs as a genre on consoles uh, were like exploding in popularity. And so, at least in Japan. Like, yeah, yeah. So, it was kind of like maybe they were incorporating elements of that into Zelda 2. Cause at that point, like now there is so much like a framework of what a Zelda game is. Yeah. But with Zelda 2, it's like, well, we have this one game that was very cool, but was, you know, like, uh, there was a lot that you could iterate on and they chose to iterate it in like a very specific direction.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's also so weird that uh, just like the, the way this game treats perspective, like there's no other Zelda game that uh switches back and forth between um like the 2D.
1: Uh... I mean, the original Zelda kind original of does Zelda... that a
0: little bit. But like... only for the, like those treasure rooms. Right. Like when you're getting the
1: raft yeah. or... Things like that, like, and they're like in dungeons. So the way that this game works is that it still has an overworld, but uh, none of the action takes place on the overworld. It's just a you map. Cannot, you cannot fight on the overworld. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just a map that gets you around, and there are like random enemy battles. And when one of when you like when you're walking around, three enemies spawn right in like three of the cardinal directions. And as you're moving, they move. And so eventually... Like, like ghosts in the Pac-Man board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They will uh, catch up with you. And then you're taken into an encounter
0: that is a side-scrolling level. Yeah. Um, and the, you, you will also encounter these same sort of like side-scrolling levels when you step on specific tiles. That they are just like, you know, specific encounters that you will always have to deal with when you're, you know, walking through, when you're taking a specific path. And then that is also what a town is. And that is also what a Dungeon palace is. is yeah. yeah. Um Which means that like the majority of the, you know, the, the, the world map does feel more like it is a map, right? Like you are planning out where link is going to go. And then the uh, like individual encounters from there are um like pulled out into separate little scenarios which is kind of cool and like a, a a neat way to to treat um you know the the limitations of the NES hardware and it definitely makes the game much more of a platformer than yeah. the original Zelda. Well, let's talk about that briefly because the platforming is rough in yeah, this
1: game. Not not fun.
0: Not not fun the the knockback um from like any enemy any damage you take um Link flies back like a body
1: and a half. And 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 There's a smaller knockback just for hitting anything
0: with your sword. That's right. You knock yourself back. The enemies don't get knocked back. They stay put. But you get knocked back when you hit someone with your sword. Uh, And, you know, when you are playing a game where you're taking a bunch of hits and, like, your health goes down slowly and you have spells to heal yourself and to reduce the damage you're taking, the fact that you can be knocked backwards and fall into a pit and die, just straight out die, it's pretty disappointing. Um, and I don't know, it, it, I don't, I don't think it makes for, uh, I don't think it's additive to the game. I think it makes the game worse.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's a little unavoidable because I feel like
0: the game is too hard, but would maybe be too easy without, without those it. platforming. I mean, it could just do the thing that like, so many other Zelda games do where like you fall into a pit and it's just like you lose a heart and go back to the like where you came into the room, yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel like that would be fine. There's no reason to be like, "Well, you died, you're done." <laughs> um, it's just too punishing, so we started playing this game, and I said, "Mark, you play because I've played this game many times, yeah, and I had only played it a tiny bit,
1: um I got to. Just
0: about the first dungeon, yeah. Um, with with me, sort of, um, I felt like I was maybe a little like overbearing in my like, go here now, go here now, we're gonna go over here now. This is over here. Um, but it was just, I was just trying to like, it, just like, it, it, I have such a, a thorough memory of the game that I wanted to be like, here, I'm laying it all out for you.
1: Yeah, and I uh, am glad that you did that because without some sort of guidance like that, I don't know. My problem with this game has always been that I find it so difficult to understand what I'm supposed to do next. Yeah. Like, where I'm supposed to go and what I need to be doing at any given moment. Um, in, like, I, the last time I tried to play this on the NES, NES Classic Edition, I tried playing it with a guide. But a guide is so necessary for, like, every moment in this game yeah. that I it wasn't fun. Because I was literally just like... Reading and then moving and then like doing, one or two yeah. screens, and so it it just wasn't. I didn't enjoy it that way. Um,
0: yeah, I I do think. I mean, th- they're never gonna like remake this game or whatever, or even like just a a remastering of it. Um, but like the tiny dialogue boxes in this game don't do it any favors because like when you go to a town, the people do try to tell you what to do. Um, but like the space that they're given to, like, speak these things to you is so small um, that, like, they have to be cryptic, their sentences are, like, four words long, and, like, they often don't make sense. Um, or And you also can't tell, like, what is just someone saying, like, hi to you, and what is someone... Like, in in the second town, you have to retrieve a a trophy for someone. And, you know, like, the only thing she'll say is, like, uh I lost a trophy in the desert. Um and you have to infer from that, okay, I have to go to the desert and like find this thing somewhere, bring it back to you, and then you will give me a magic spell that I can then use to, you know, get further in the game. But it's so Like there's just there's just not enough information. The game needs to have more it and I will say this about almost no other video game. It needs more text explaining itself.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and I
0: kept asking you as we were playing, like, how did you do this I don't as a know. kid? <laughs> I don't know how I did this as a kid. I know I I subscribed to Nintendo Power, and I know that I was a child, so I had an endless amount of time. There were summers; I didn't go to school all day. Mm. Like uh, that 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 must have been it. That like I just had been to every corner of this map dozens of times. This is another thing that's difficult to quantify, but
1: like I feel like the Legend of Zelda is less obscure in like its directions and what you're supposed to be doing at any time
0: than Zelda 2. Mm, I I don't know if that's true but I mean like Zelda 2 has less or sorry the original Zelda has less Um, like go to this person this person needs this like it's it's very Um, it has a lot in common with Breath of the Wild and that you're just like Here's the world, um, here's how things interact with each other, Um, you know, go figure it out. Um, So you're bombing stuff, you're burning stuff, and you're just trying to figure where you can actually use your tools to make a difference. Uh, In this, like, there's just one trophy. You're only going to encounter a trophy one time, and you can only use it to make that woman give you a magic spell you know you're only going to find a kidnapped child once and you need to take that kidnapped child back to this place and then you get a magic spell it it's everything is is very one for one it's not you're not finding tools you are finding these specific keys to solve puzzles which makes it you know feel less like you're actively solving puzzles and more like you're just uh you know plugging in the solution that it's waiting for i did actually enjoy this a lot more than
1: not that, not that I was expecting to, but uh, I think I appreciate Zelda two more after this than I did initially.
0: Okay. So what, what do you think that is like what, what part of it or like at what moment were you are like, Oh, okay. I, I get what's interesting about this or what's fun about it.
1: Uh, I think it was just having you be able to like give guidance uh-huh. and direction and, being able to see further into the game, um, because again, like I s- said before, a lot of it for me before was just wandering around, getting frustrated very early, yeah, and then just being like, whatever, like this isn't worth it. But it is a very hard game,
0: yeah. Well, and it, it's it's too hard too early. Like one of the things that we were commenting on as we were playing is after you do the the first palace. Um, your next task is, uh, you know, you've got the candle, you've got the jump spell, so you've got to go and, like, deal with Death Mountain, which is this insane, like, interconnected series of tunnels, uh, and they're all filled with really difficult bad guys, and the further you get into it, the further you are away from your respawn point when you lose all of your lives, which you will because you're not very powerful at this point, point. Um, and, like, you've, it's a real gauntlet that you have to endure, and then once you do that, the game world opens up quite a bit. You've got, like, a shortcut because you've got the hammer. Uh, you've got a shortcut, like, to that side of the continent. And you can get to all these other things. Like, the game really, really, really opens up after this really challenging, uh, really linear, uh, like, Death Mountain experience. Yeah, it's a total gauntlet. Total gauntlet. And it's, like, that is a, a difficulty spike um, that will prevent most people from seeing the rest of the game. And that's, that's immediately after the first palace. That like that's where the spike is. Um, and so that, you know, makes it a, a way less approachable game than it, it really should
1: be. The boss battles are also very unique to Zelda 2 where they feel I guess like the closest thing that I compare it to is like Castlevania bosses. Yeah, totally, instead of totally Zelda Castlevania bosses. bosses, yeah. They're just big dudes yep. that have like a specific item type and but it's all the same sort of like sword combat. There's no puzzle solving within the bosses, which I feel yeah. like was there was even a little bit of that, to my memory, in the original Zelda.
0: Yeah, well, like the original Zelda at least has the the thing of like you use the item that you found in, not all the time, but you use the item you found in the dungeon to attack the boss. And, you know, that that is a, a unique experience and the boss is an extension of the level. This is just like, no, here is a dude with a horse for a head, or here is a guy with a spiky hat, or here is a dragon that's coming up out of the lava, and you just have to fight it with your sword. And like really, with maybe only one exception, you fight all the bosses by just being like, I'm going to cast shield, I'm going to cast jump, and then I'm just going to hope for the best. Um, I'm going to hope that I fight them better than they fight me. There's the one where you ca- have to cast Reflect and just hide in the corner and <laughs> and just shoot his magic spells back at him. Uh, but other than that, they're they're all exactly the same. Which is kind of a bummer. Like I like the, uh, I, I I really like the Zelda formula of uh use using the items that you find in the dungeon to to attack the boss. It's something that we've gotten
1: so used to, totally. Which I feel like is really hard to evaluate Zelda Two as its own thing in the context of the past. Yeah. Because we do have so much more Zelda now and there is a Zelda formula. Mm-hmm. So there's an expectation of what a Zelda game is that didn't exist when Zelda 2 came out.
0: No, not at all. Um I guess it that does in in that way make it a little bit more like Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild all those boss fights, you're just you know, as always, you're just bringing the the tools that you have with you from wherever you got them. Man, that's a cool game. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is a good game. Uh, we did at one point get sick of the the music uh, playing Zelda 2, because there's really only like four or five pieces of, of music that uh, the game cycles between. Um, we listened to a little bit of the Smoking Popes and then put on uh, the Breath of the Wild music. Uh, and that uh, made, it, made it feel... I don't know, I think we were just remembering Breath of the Wild, which is always a fun experience. Mark, you want to remember Breath of the Wild for a while? We don't have to do it right now. We can do it off mic. <laughs> uh, so what what would you say is your uh like big takeaway from us us playing through Zelda two this time?
1: That it's like it's a good game in its own right. Yeah. I don't know that I feel a need to go back to it anytime soon. I don't know that I feel like it's a unappreciated gem. What what do you think that the general
0: feeling on Zelda 2 is? I think most people don't care for it or don't remember it. Um but I, I like I know there is a like contingent of the internet that holds it in like high regard. Um and I I do think it I don't know. I like this game a lot. Um and I I recognize that a lot of that is my nostalgia for it. Um but like I don't know if if only it had the the little fixes that it, like it because it feel it doesn't feel inaccessible to me it feels accessible um, but only because I already know it um, so if we could somehow gift everyone with the knowledge of how the game works um, that it would uh, that would actually be a, a better game like I know how to fight in that game which the the game never teaches you like it never and there there's no um like easy combat that like forces you to learn how to do it um, and no like part where you just like can't progress. Like the the, I just feel like it's missing just, just enough to like keep it a sort of frustrating experience.
1: Yeah. I think that what I really learned this time is that the game isn't inaccessible. You just have to approach it on its own terms. And that's hard to do because it carries the baggage of being a Zelda title. Yeah. When it's, For all intents and purposes at this point, not really. Like, it doesn't play like any other title in the um, series. Mm -hmm. It is tangentially related as far as the story goes, but it's so its own thing. And if you're willing to go into it with that perspective and that you're just going to have to, like, either use a guide or... Call Patrick. Call Patrick. (laughs) Maybe that's what we should do instead of, uh, or whenever we retire, the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Yeah,
0: sure. I just said my phone number. (laughs) It's still a piece of paper that we mail to people and (laughs) And they have to to send back, of course. Only Um, one
1: person can do it at a time.
0: Is there anything that you would like to see from Zelda 2 The Adventure of, of Link appear in future Zelda games?
1: Not really. I'm okay with this one being... The black sheep of the Zelda family. I think it should be appreciated on its own terms,
0: but I don't really know that there's
1: a ton to be gleaned from it. Yeah.
0: Um, the only thing I would say is uh let me see Zelda's brother. Bring him on. Yeah, and his wizard friend. Yeah, Mark and I are we suspect that uh Zelda's brother and that wizard were more than friends.
1: Yeah, but you just couldn't say it at the time. No,
0: of course not. Yeah. All right. That's our experience of <laughs> of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Mark, let's close out this discussion. Uh, But, you know, you may have played this game. You, listener. I'm not talking to Mark anymore. (laughs) Um, If you played Zelda 2 and you would like to, you know, tell us about your experiences of it, please do. You can email us at Society at gmail.com. Maybe you think it's not obtuse at all. Maybe it's
1: your favorite in the series. Uh, no, that can't be. Could be. Maybe you don't like Zelda otherwise, and so a game that's not really like Zelda better is the than, one that clicks
0: for you. Better than Spirit Tracks?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I don't know that we can ever do a, uh episode on Spirit Tracks, because I really hate that game. I know you do. And people seem to like it better than Phantom Hourglass, and I think those people are crazy.
0: Uh, let me tell you this right here and right now, Mark. I will never play either of those games ever again. <laughs> And I am fine with it. If they're ported over to Switch and they have, like, regular controls, maybe I'll get back Maybe. What am I talking about? <laughs> they're going to release a new Zelda and I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to play that. Of course I would. Um, but as as they are, there's no way I'm going back to those games. I don't feel like the controls are the problem. You don't feel like the controls are the problem.
1: No, I actually feel like the controls, It controlled really well. Oh, well... Discussion this, this, for another this time. This will have to be a discussion for another time. <laughs> or maybe that just was the whole discussion. Yeah. We agree to politely disagree.
0: That's right. And uh, then the podcast ends. <laughs> and that's it. We walk away. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All of this helps us out. All, All of that. I don't know what I just said. All of that helps us out tremendously. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers, Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NinCart Society. You can check out the Facebook page, that's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo, our theme music is provided by ape at betty You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers and his wizard friend saying thanks for listening.